Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. It would, you know, I'd get on stage, I'd sing, I'd do all that kind of stuff. I'd come off stage, a girl would come up to me, and I'm like, (laughs) class is in. It's a Rock School Radio show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Monique Gregoire. Can we just call you sickness? Sure. Sickness? Because you're like going to be sick for the remainder. What do you got, three months left? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the pregnancy sickness. Last time I was pregnant, sick all the time. <laughs> it was hideous. Let me let me pitch something before we get into today's topic. Mm-hmm. Are you by any chance watching Sonic Highways? I have the second episode on DVR right now. You do? Okay. Let me tell the audience about this. If you have HBO or if you don't have HBO, you should go get HBO because Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters has his own series, I guess you would call it, on Mm -hmm. HBO right now called Sonic Highways, where he's moving from town to town to town. He's done Chicago and Washington, D.C. so far. You've only missed two. And because it's HBO... They run it again and again and again and again and again. And once you have an HBO subscription, they'll also allow you to go online and watch any of the shows whenever you feel like it. Right. It's called Sonic Highways, and he is drawing from each town inspiration to write a song for his new album. Mm -hmm. And at the end of each one of the episodes, you get to hear the next song from the album. Yeah, I thought this was a brilliant idea. It really is. And it's well edited. You get to Mm -hmm. see the musicians from each town. You get to hear interviews with the musicians from each town. It's heavy on punk because he came from a punk background, but still... Wonderful! It's if you're a music file, an audio file mm-hmm. of any kind, a music snob, you will be knocked out for an hour. Oh yeah, and I like the fact that it's not just Foo Fighters in the studio. It goes back to the history of music in whatever city they're in. Oh right, he does not make himself the star. In yeah. fact, he is is quite secondary mm-hmm. to what's going on in the in the Sonic Highways episode. So you'll you'll be you'll be very very well pleased with it. So Halloween. Yay. Right, so we need a Halloween show, and I've done everything the screams of all of that, and the, the, <laughs> the scary songs, and the traditional songs. You're supposed to be scared at Halloween, right? Right, right, boo, ah, right, good. <laughs> stage fright. Now, uh, now, yeah. did you ever get on stage? I mean, this is technically a no. stage. No, you have stage fright. I am. I don't like. I, I'm. I'm a wallflower. Let's put it that way. When okay. I walked down the aisle to get married, right, I had friends in the audience that turned their back toward me to make me feel more comfortable. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah. See, that's I, me. I am just the opposite. I teach public speaking at this university, mm-hmm. and. I'm the worst person to teach public speaking because I have (laughs) never and do not have any stage fright. I might get a little butterfly beforehand, Mm -hmm. but I'm champing at the bit to get on stage. (laughs) I adore being in front of... I'm never more comfortable than when I'm in front of a crowd. So people and stage fright do not compute inside of my head. I don't understand it. So today on the Rock School Show, we have a series of people who have stage fright. We're going to explain to you what stage fright is, 
why they have it. We mm-hmm. have a slew of rock stars. You would think, how can a rock star possibly have stage fright? Oh, yeah. There, uh, there are many of them. We'll tell you how they got rid of it or how they deal with it. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Brian Wilson, lead singer of the Beach Boys. He deals with stage fright nightly, it says. He has to receive shoulder and neck rubs. He prays. He sometimes oh. has to have people walk him onto the stage to mm-hmm. offset his anxieties. I don't understand it. Because you think Brian Wilson, he'd go right on. Exactly. But no, he has to deal with stage fright every night. And he does, I guess. It's Beach Boys. I can hear music here on Rock School. Talking stage fright here on Rock School. Frederick Chopin. As in the mm-hmm. classical performer, Chopin. Okay. No way he's going to have stage fright, right? It says, I am not fitted to give concerts. The audience intimidates me. I feel choked by its breath, paralyzed by its curious glances, struck dumb by all those strange faces. Huh. Well, even back then there was stage fright. Well, well put, though. S- since you have... Well, yeah, they spoke so much better back then. <laughs> We're dumb today. Now... Why do you have stage fright? This is what I can't get. Again, I, I have nothing. It, it's not part of me. It's not in my DNA. What are you afraid of? I think it's a fear of screwing up. That's that's what I get. When mm-hmm. I teach public speaking and I have people, and I've had everything. Mm-hmm. I have had people bring notes from therapists. I really? have. Oh, that's nothing. I had a student get up and in the middle of a sentence, look at me, go glassy-eyed and faint drop like a bag of wet pancake batter hit her head on the side of the table requiring stitches that's the worst i've ever had oh wow a friend of mine who taught the class had uh, a young man one time stand up there get maybe a sentence or two in stop dead look around the class and say this is how you fail public speaking and then walk out of the room never to return oh wow which my friend who was the professor said if he'd had just come back Mm -hmm. he'd have given him a c because it was so funny he thought it was part of the speech he thought oh really he thought this was the performance aspect of it that's what I feel when I ask people because mm-hmm. you get them out there and you can see their hands fidgeting and I'm sort of trying to make my voice warble. Exactly. You, know? you can see that and you can you can you know, people have a way and you learn this over the years of teaching public speaking. Mm-hmm. There is a way that the nervousness manifests itself. Tapping of the foot, pushing the hair behind the ears, mm-hmm. picking at the tip of the finger. Um, touching the face. Yeah, I'm trying to think what mine is. It, I, I'm sure you have it. Oh, you don't I know have I do. it in this room. You did when we first got started because you were thrown in oh, when yeah. <laughs> when Beth West decided she had to leave. Right. You were literally grabbed and thrown in that seat. But mm-hmm. now you've calmed down. I <laughs> I ask them, what are you afraid of? And invariably, that answer comes up. Oh yeah. I'm afraid I'll screw up. To which I say. Okay, let's say you do screw up. Let's mm-hmm. say you screw up mightily. Mm-hmm. What are you afraid is going to happen? Go ahead. Mine is fear of looking stupid. Okay, let's say you look stupid. Mm-hmm. Again, what do you feel is going to happen? Yeah. Mm, maybe they'll laugh. Okay, let's say they maybe do. Maybe they'll, oh, she's not so bright. Oh, that and, kind of thing. And? 
Well, that's what that's how I've that's, come that's to the point I where can't... I can speak in public. Okay, because I have to go through that. Okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right, that's, you know, and I kind of have to I... counsel myself. Well, that's what I keep asking them. Do you think people are going to point at you, laugh, and I don't know, show up at your house that night with burning sticks and pitchforks? If, if you take it to its fruition, if mm-hmm. it's its end. It's it's really not that bad. And I Lord, I've screwed up in front of audiences. Yeah. And sometimes screwing up endears you to the audience. And That's what true. I right. What I often tell people is if you think the audience is there to see you fail, or if you feel that they will act that way towards you when you fail or judge you. Or judge you, mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is hurt the audience first. Mm-hmm. By not screwing up. Right. If people have come to see you fail, if they will find great pleasure in you, you know, you stink, if that will be <laughs> their evening, the best you can do is not screw up, mm-hmm. which will hurt them, yeah. i.e. living well is the best revenge. So I... I have that in the back uh, of my head, you know, Carrie, they're all going to laugh at you. That, yes. That's what's right. going through my head. Fiona Apple on <laughs> Overcoming Stage Fright has a lot to do with the time off that I had because I realized that after six years of not doing this kind of stuff, it doesn't define who I am. It's not a life or death thing anymore. At least it doesn't feel like that. And I also think I'm getting a little bit more grown up. I'm more secure in who I am. I don't need anyone's approval anymore, which is what you've come to believe. Right. Yeah, that's what you have to get past you're not gonna die nope you're not gonna die if you get a little embarrassed you're not gonna die Mm -hmm. that's what i have to get students past it's fiona apple sleep to dream on rock school i tell you how i feel but you don't care i say tell me the truth but you don't dare you say love is a hell you cannot bear and i say give me my back and then go there for all i care i got my feet on the ground and i don't go to sleep to dream you got your head Stage fright. It's the Halloween show here in Rock School. Frightening. That thing, I think. Frightening. Frightening. <laughs> ah. Andrea Botticelli. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Says here, he told Connie Chung in an interview, he's constantly affected by stage fright. Lasts the entire performance. He says, I wow. won't use drugs or medicine, so nothing. Says the only way to go on stage is to hope. Really? Yeah, just hope. Mm. Renee Fleming, in her autobiography, The Celebrated Soprano, she is an opera singer, Mm -hmm. recalls her unexpected attack of nerves. Nothing had happened to precipitate it. Nothing has changed. But without warning, the throat closed up entirely. Wow. Oh, I remember one time in the middle of a performance uh, with the the Impaired Faculties Band, Mm -hmm. um, I sometimes suck on sucrets when it's not my turn to sing, just to soothe the throat. Mm -hmm. And I had one in my in my mouth i stuck it down you know between my cheek and my teeth uh-huh. and i sucked in and i sucked it down my throat 
Oh, no. Yeah. And I turned around and <clears throat> coughed it back up. I missed almost the whole second verse. And the van's looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm choking. I'm choking to death. But again, you, you the audience had no idea. Right. You just you just keep going. Donny Osmond has horrible stage fright. Uh, James, uh, pardon me, Maynard James Keenan of Tool, horrible stage fright. Okay, That's what funny. is it? What is it? If, if you take those who study it and you take their word for it, mm-hmm. it is a fight or flight anxiety attack equal to a massive allergic response. Huh. If you've ever seen somebody who is allergic to a food, eat a food, and they're face becomes red Mm -hmm. they have a physical response to the food that's what stage fright is it is a fight or flight response do Mm -hmm. i stand here and face the audience or do i run like crazy and it manifests itself as an allergic response which Mm. is why it has such a physical thing upon people it can go as far as swelling up parts of the body, cutting off oxygen. It can cause life-threatening symptoms. With allergic responses, we normally know who the culprit is. With stage fright, it gets a little bit more complicated because you can't just say, stop eating peanuts, stop right. eating bananas. It's, it's something that you have to get past the whole way through. That's crazy. That's that's what it is. Yeah. So we're going to talk about ways to get around it, and I'll tell you what I tell students to do, but I also have some people who are professional musicians who mm-hmm. say, do this. Hmm. Sometimes you just have to sort of say to yourself, tough luck, kiddo, we're jumping in the water. Exactly. You, know, you can't be the kid at the top of the you know the water chute <laughs> saying, I'm going to think this through. you got to sort of push yourself and, <laughs> and hope. Ella Fitzgerald, right? Uh-huh. notoriously shy singer. It says here she went to a talent contest at Harlem's Apollo Theater. Oh, come on. Wow. That is a notoriously nasty audience. Exactly. Great. Goes to a talent contest at Harlem's Apollo Theater when she was a teenager. She was going to dance. Was so scared of dancing, she sang instead. Huh. That's how she became a dancer. Uh, pardon me, a dancer. Am I an idiot? Huh? See? <laughs> Screwing up in front of the audience oftentimes endears them to you. Right. Except that time. This is <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing here in Rock School. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Do I, 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 do I. It don't mean a thing. All you got to do is sing. Do I, 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 do I. It makes a difference. Don't mean a thing all you gotta do is sing do makes a difference if it's sweeter Just give and rhythm everything you got Coming into the first break, 
if you've ever had stage fright, Mm -hmm. here is, according to the experts that study it, what happens. Okay. Great. What is stage fright? It says here, your brain attempts to calculate the odds that you'll nail the performance. And we say performance. You sometimes think of performance. You're going to sing. You're going to play an instrument. Right. This is anything. This Mm -hmm. is talking to a group of fourth graders. This is speaking in a public speaking class. This is sitting in front of this microphone. Correct. Anything. It is the brain attempting to calculate the odds that you'll nail the performance and the odds that you'll fall on your face. If your brain decides you're going to do well, your level of anxiety Mm -hmm. diminishes. Excited, perhaps, Mm -hmm. but not anxious. On the other hand, if your brain decides there's a good chance you're going to crash and burn, it also then decides at what level you'll crash and burn. (laughs) And the more crash and burn, the more you will feel anxious. And the more anxious, the more physical response you have. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. It is a true physical response. So there is a power to positive thinking. I guess. I, I, I don't know. Can you? This has always been my question about self-help books and mm-hmm. such. Number one, when do you know you've had enough? But number two, <laughs> can you personally talk yourself out of your own anxiety? Yes. You think you can? I absolutely do. But it's you causing the anxiety. How do you talk? Like, Can you talk down your own conscience? <laughs> how, how do you get through it? I, Otherwise, you know what I'm saying? If you're so I, see, I'm nervous. The, I'm the worst person to ask this question to because I don't have it. If there were a, I remember distinctly, uh, I had to introduce the Beach Boys one time. Mm-hmm. And it was some absurd number of people, you know, 27, 26,000 people. Wow. And I remember the guy coming up to me and saying, you nervous? No. Walked <laughs> right out on stage and did the stupidest introduction possible. Is anyone out there named Rhonda? Come here, help me, Rhonda. Get it, Beach Boys. It's a dumbest introduction. It worked. You know, I have the I have a CD up in my office that's signed by all the Beach Boys. Oh, that's I got fun. that night. Mm-hmm. It, it, no fear. No, I I don't know what it is. It's I don't know if it's and this is something that somebody's never explained to me. Why is it that I have zero fear? Now, I don't get me wrong. I get butterflies. Right. But nothing would stop me. Mm-hmm. I'd walk straight out on stage. But I know people. That if they had to talk in front of 10 people, would rather dive off a cliff. Oh, yeah. They would rather give blood through their neck. (laughs) See, at least I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I I don't understand it. Who's listening to us? I have uh, KSKQ Ashland, Oregon. I have KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. Go figure. Get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in a minute, right here in Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break. Here, I'll, I'll make you feel better. Because okay. I know it sounds like, you know, I have no fear and what have you. <laughs> it, it gets gotten me into tremendous amounts of trouble because of the no concern over stage fright and all that. I've mm-hmm. said things I shouldn't say to anyone at any time. Uh-huh. It just comes out of my mouth. Here's where my horrible social anxiety came from. Um, 
I, I could not talk to girls to save my existence. Aww. I don't. I know, I know that that sounds really stupid, but it would. You know, I'd get on stage, I'd sing, I'd do all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'd come off stage, a girl would come up to me, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> there you go. So that's that's where it ended. I don't know. Is that stage fright? I, I don't know. Is that is that the same thing? It just completely tongue tied. It's. I think it's because I was an only child and I didn't have a sister. Uh, Women were always, you know, this this special thing was over there. You and know. then you were like, oh. Yeah, now that I have a daughter, I'm like, what was I afraid of? <laughs> All right, who would I have here? Uh, Lady Gaga. Lady really? Gaga is whore. I know that sounds, you can't believe that because yeah. of all the costumes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It says here, before the Costume Institute Gala at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, she locked herself in her dressing room and had to be talked out by several people. And this is something she does all the time. Wow. She gets so scared, she has to be talked out. Uh, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand began using teleprompters in 1976 after forgetting the lyrics to one song during a concert in Central Park. See, you know, then you have David Lee Roth, who intentionally forgets the lyrics during the show and yells, <laughs> I forgot the lyrics, Cleveland! According to Barbara Streisand, she stopped performing live for almost three decades out of fear she'd repeat the incident. It says here, now every single word that comes out of her mouth is on the teleprompter. Not just the lyrics, every bit of banter, every bit of back and forth with her band, it's all scripted. Wow. It was shocking when she introduced her son to come on stage to sing a duet with her. Mm-hmm. Even that, including her son's name, was on the teleprompter so she wouldn't get it wrong. That's crazy. And you know what I don't get? Because I'm not a musician. Right. Singers that forget their lyrics. My husband would have them. He'd have them just, you know, oh. on stage. Do you, have you ever noticed when you see me perform live? Right. That thing that's thing. in front of me, all my lyrics are up there. Yeah. And I, don't, yeah. I, I never got it. And he's like, sometimes you just get caught up and. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I forget chords. That's and what crazy. I'll do is I'll look to the other guitarist and I'll go, oh, it's a G. <laughs> <laughs> Adele, she uses hypnotherapy to defeat it and also a Chinese breathing technique. Ah. How about that? It's Adele rolling into deep here in Rock School. Coming out of Adele, who was using a Chinese breathing technique. I always thought that was interesting. People just accept that I say these things. Oh, a Chinese <laughs> breathing technique. Oh, yes, a Chinese breathing technique. I, I have no idea what that is. I just say it and people go, oh, yes, yes, uh, uh, a Chinese breathing technique. I have no idea what that even is. So, yeah. Bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are super duper. Let's do uh, seven days and 70 seconds for these dates covering... Halloween. This is our Halloween show, thus stage fright. Okay, here are the rock and roll dates. October 27th all the way through November 2nd. I believe you have Monday, Monique. Go. To October 27th, 1964, 31-year-old Salvatore? Salvatore or Salvatore. I'm not sure which way it is. Don't get it wrong or you'll get stage fright. (laughs) (laughs) Philip Bono married 18-year-old Sherilyn Lapierre. Sherilyn Lapierre. Now that one I know. That's, That's Cher. Awesome. Mm-hmm. For a time, they performed together as Caesar and Cleo before changing their name to Sonny and Cher. There you go. October 28, 1957, after a show at the Pan Pacific Auditorium in Los Angeles, local police told Elvis Presley he was not allowed to wiggle his hips on stage. 
October 29, 1971, Dwayne Alleman of the Alleman Brothers was killed when he lost control of his motorcycle on a Macon, Georgia street while trying to swerve to avoid a tractor trailer? Yeah. October 30th, 1998, all four original members of Black Sabbath reunite momentarily and play Paranoid on the David Letterman show. Oh, wow. October 31st, 1963, the Beatles returned to London from Sweden and were greeted by hundreds of screaming fans and a mob of photographers and journalists. American television host Ed Sullivan was at Heathrow as the Beatles arrived and was struck by the sight of Beatlemania in full swing. Right, booked him right there on the spot. November 1, 1955, R&B group The Famous Flames, led by singer James Brown, cuts their first demo of Please, Please, Please at a radio station in Macon, Georgia. It would lead to signing with King Records. November 2, 1974, George Harris Harrison becomes the first Beatle to undertake a solo world tour when he played the first of 30 nights in Vancouver, Canada. And that wraps up seven days in 70 seconds. Rod Stewart. Hard to believe, mm-hmm. but Rod Stewart, when he got started, it doesn't say that it stayed with him through his career, but when he got started in 1968, the Jeff Beck Group, Rod Stewart was out in front of it, okay. the Jeff Beck Group made its U.S. debut at New York's Fillmore East Theater. Stewart was so struck with stage fright, he sang the first two songs from behind the stacks of speakers. Wow. Now, again, you would think... Now, he emerged, obviously. Exactly. You would think the audience would go, oh, here comes the pretty boy lead singer. (laughs) The audience had to think this was part of the gig. So, I'm losing you. It's Rod Stewart on Rod School. Coming out of Rod Stewart, here's a couple other people we won't play but have a terrible stage fright problem. John Lennon says here in an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, he said he vomited many times before going on stage. Wow. I know. I wouldn't have believed that either. Yeah. Uh, let me give you one more person here. Da, 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 da. Jonathan Knight. Knight struggles with an anxiety disorder, walked off stage during a New Kids on the Block concert. Uh, oh, I remember concert. reading about that. Without any explanation, did not return to the concert and later tweeted, I'm sorry. You know, I guess, but a lot of people would say, you know, I'm sorry, you're sorry. Exactly. But I spent $70 for this ticket. What say you, you know, take a shot of something and have, back on stage, This kiddo. must have been on the return because I don't think Twitter was around when they were around. No, right? I'm sure it was on the return, but... <laughs> Tough luck, kiddo. I paid this money. Let's get up there. You know, if you don't want to do this, I I hate to be mean like that. If you don't want to do this, do something else. Okay, what do you do? Here's a listing of things that do not work. Do not work. Drugs and alcohol. Don't do it. Just you're not going to drink yourself into it. You you just you just won't. You know, if I if I get drunk, I won't care. Have you ever been to a what would you call it a karaoke night? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. You know, what I'll do is I'll, I'll take my shirt off and I'll sing Garth Brooks. That decision is only made after seven or eight Jack Daniels shots. And in your mind, you sound fantastic. Oh, you know it. Uh, trying not to care. You're not going to do it. No. You have to care. Taking supplements like kava, 
It says here it somehow affects you in a good way. It says don't do it. It won't work. Okay. Uh, beta blockers. Try to take beta blockers like Indoral. It says this assists sports performances, but there is no proof that affects music performances. Okay. okay. Uh, relaxation strategies, meditation, yoga. It says sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Those that it, ha- it has success with, it says it's more of a placebo effect. One guy said he tried to do it by depriving himself of sleep the night before, thinking that being tired would balance out the adrenaline. Yeah, didn't work. That's bad. He he said all I was was cranky on top of being anxious. Uh, Chamomile tea. He drank a lot of chamomile tea before the performance. He said all it did was make him have to go to the bathroom (laughs) a lot. I've always wondered about that. When you're on stage, and this has never happened to me, but when you're on stage, has it ever happened you really, really, really had to go really, really, really bad? I think about that, too. What do they do? I'm sure it's happened. Uh, And this, I thought, was a really odd one. Eating bananas or eating turkey? What? I know. It says here the bananas have something in it that supposedly calms you down. And another one says uh, turkey has in it the amino acid tryptophan, which is supposed to calm you down as well. That's what makes you sleep after Thanksgiving dinner. So it says, but either of those, uh, according to what I found, you may try them. If they work, it's placebo effect. Mm -hmm. But the big thing they said to avoid and don't do, my goodness, don't do it, is... Drugs and alcohol. It's like Dumbo and his feather. Right. It's just it's just not going to work. That's that's pretty much all there is to it. Okay, let's talk about the next person who got on stage and ran into a whole lot of trouble. Andy Partridge from XTC. It says here he began suffering from hellacious stage fright when he began his withdrawal from a longtime Valium habit. It was one of the afterward concerns. It says here he couldn't remember how to play the guitar properly. He was in terrible pain, and his nervous system was going insane like someone had just run over him in a car. XTC senses working overtime, and they were here in Rock School. Okay, coming into the second break here, let me talk to you about some people again. We probably won't play Cat Power. Indie rock singer Chan Marshall was seriously affected by stage fright. Cat had to cancel the entire 2006 tour because she simply could not manage the anxiety. You you wonder. Well, I, I wonder about this. Why go into the business if you're going to you know be this moved by it right why why would you schedule a whole tour well i don't know my (laughs) guess and this is only my guess this is only my guess she wanted to write music and wanted to record music Mm -hmm. well as a musician people wish to see you play so if she is very good at writing music and recording music which is something you do as a you know an individual or with a band then it came time to perform. Well, the writing and the recording, very good at. Mm-hmm. Now people wish to see you. So one part of the business, very good at. Right. The other part of the business, that's, that's not what I'm interested in. Tom York, he says, performing live, I always ask myself, why in the blank would you put yourself through this? Because it's extremely stressful. It's a lot of pressure, and for me mentally, I have to build myself up to it in my head gradually. It sounds really precious. I'm not sure precious is the right word there. I think this may have been written. It sounds precocious. It sounds pretentious. Precious doesn't sound like the right word there. Mm-hmm. But it messes with my head. I don't doubt it. You know, when you're when you're 
you know, Tom York, you are stepping out not in front of 10 people, 30 mm-hmm. people at a bar. You're stepping out in front of, you know, in, in especially in the UK, 80,000 people, 100,000 people. But And that's something that I wonder. Like, if it gets to be that many, they just all become dots. I would crowd, think right? so. I, I tell the students in my, in my class, because they'll say, you know, we're speaking in front of 10 people. I can do that. Mm-hmm. But if it's 30 people, I can't. To which I say, look, you can swim in five feet of water as easily as you can swim in 500 feet of water. Right. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. I guess it's pairs of eyeballs that are looking back at you. I, I don't know. Uh, James Taylor, this will be my last one. James Taylor had horrendous stage fright in the 1970s, and it led to a terrible, terrible addiction to pills. Like we uh. said before, don't rely on drugs and booze. Right. It may work. The problem is you go on stage high, and number two, you become addicted. Right. I mean, I understand fully becoming addicted. I it mm-hmm. it's I can understand it. You you know I've had I've had five operations in my life, and that stuff they give you after it's over, I can see <laughs> getting addicted to it real easily. KSRQ Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Thanks for running the radio show. WYP in Clay, West Virginia. What are you supposed to do for stage fright? We'll tell you what the experts say, and I'll tell you what I say after this. Take a break here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, you have stage fright. What do you do? Yes, please tell me. Power through it. No, <laughs> you can't do that. It says here, and I agree with this 100%, the only proven thing to work is preparation and practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't, I I can tell you this, and I tell brand new disc jockeys this as well. Know what you're going to say and say it. Mm -hmm. Do not go on the air and begin, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Don't go on the air until you are so well versed in what you're doing on air. Mm -hmm. Say just what you're going to say. Don't go on until you're so versed that you can riff. Right. You know, I know it sounds like I'm just sitting here and I'm just talking to you and anyone can do this. Mm -hmm. Well, that's part of the gig. I've been doing this since I was 17. Exactly. Being able to just open your mouth and words fall out is a skill you get over the years and years and years. So anyone who comes in to do this radio show, oh, I can just open my mouth and words will come out. No, it doesn't happen that way. What mm-hmm. happens is you get to a certain point and, uh, and nothing else <laughs> comes out. So know what you're going to say and say it. Same thing with singing and such. Be practiced mm-hmm. and don't, in the middle of it, turn to your bandmates and go, let's let's sing a song we haven't practiced. <laughs> Goodness, no. That's when it all goes to heck. So, yeah, I agree. Preparation and practice. It also states short-term therapy, as in Sit in front of somebody who will listen to you. Let you know. Tell your problems. Get it out. Huh. You know. Go to a therapist. See see what he or she has to say. If nothing else, you get it off your chest. Yeah, that makes sense. Not the worst idea. Uh, hypnosis. I don't know about that. But again, you know, hey, if you think it works, the placebo effect might help you. Right. To each his own. Yeah. And and maybe, maybe. I I don't know. Uh, And again, a hypnotist may very well be able to, quote, reframe your performance anxiety. Then again, he or she may very well make it so that when you hear the word, I don't know, hibachi, you start hopping around (laughs) on stage like a frog. So uh, do something physical to get on stage to break the anxiety. 
Okay. Don't just walk on stage. You know, cartwheel on stage, swing on stage, go out on stage and scream something, go out and give the audience the finger, <laughs> do something to break the tension. And how would that work in public speaking? Dad, bad. <laughs> bad let's not do that and the one i really love completely lose the dream of perfection learn to love the mistakes That's you're true. never going to be perfect forgive yourself it happens you are going to make a mistake and if you really 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 screw up uh-huh. stop admit it and laugh yep sorry folks and move on sorry can i start that one again for you Here's a little tune we call tuning up. Yeah, la, 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 la. You can't do it. You're going to screw up. You know, no one's perfect. No one That's gets true. out alive and no one's perfect. Annie Lennox, I used to be really nervous, but I've gotten through it so many times now. There's just no point in doing it to myself anymore. I think there comes a point when you're a performer, you just have to get over your stage fright and attempt to enjoy the moment. Why be nervous? It's not worth the time you put into it. That's awesome. There's something to that. But it took her years to get to that point. Yeah. I'm sure of it. To Eurythmics with Annie Lennox out in front. Would I lie to you? <laughs> I don't think she is. And I'm Joe Burns. And I'm Greg Wall. See you next week. Class is dismissed. <laughs>